Hello, my spooky friends. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and welcome to All Things Murder. Welcome to All Things Murder, the show that dives into real true crime cases that inspired pop culture movies and shows we know today. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and if you were ever a Barbie fan, oof, you might feel a little different about this one. Once you hear this case I've got for you today, holy shit. For today, we're going to be discussing Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo, otherwise known as the Ken and Barbie Killers. Listener's discretion is advised. Born on May 4, 1970, Carla Leanne Homolka was a Canadian serial killer who was an accomplice to her husband, Paul Bernardo, in the rape and murder of at least three minors in Ontario between 1990 and 1992. Paul Kenneth Bernardo, born on August 27, 1964, who was also known as the Scarborough Rapist and the Schoolgirl Killer, was a Canadian serial killer and serial rapist. He was known to have committed a series of rape between 1987 and 1990, before then committing three murders with his then-wife, Carla. Now, among these victims was Carla's younger sister, Tammy Homolka. Together, the couple was nicknamed the Ken and Barbie Killers, due to their good looks and wealthy background. Ken's Early Life Starting in May of 1987, the suburb of Scarborough in Ontario was plagued by a series of horrific crimes. On May 4, 1987, in the early hours of the morning, a young woman was just getting off the bus, heading to her parents' house, when she was grabbed and brutally raped. Over the next week alone, there'd be two more similar assaults. All of these women were between the ages of 15 and 21, and the attacks all included beatings, intense verbal abuse, and dire threats to discourage any victims from going to the police, which led authorities to conclude that they all had been perpetrated by the same man, who the newspapers quickly dubbed the Scarborough Rapist. Paul Bernardo committed at least 19 sexual assaults throughout Scarborough and attacked most of his victims after he stalked them and when they would get off the bus late in the evening. In October of 1987, he met Carla Homolka at a hotel restaurant when he was 23 and she was 17. The two were attracted immediately. Love at first sight. Oh my god! He's so beautiful! And they had sex that very same night. Everything just seemed to be perfect for Carla and Paul. Until Paul slowly came to control her life from how she would dress what she ate and was verbally abusive. All while Paul continued to rape girls in Scarborough with Carla's knowledge and approval. The couple would later go on a romantic trip in December of 1989 to Niagara Falls where Paul popped the question and Carla, she said yes. Now life seemed perfect until May 29th of 1990 when police released a sketch of who they thought the Scarborough rapist might be. Police received two tips that the sketch they released and the person they were seeking looked like Paul Bernardo. But Paul was not questioned until November 20th of 1990, where he willingly gave DNA sample 
to determine if he was their man. Like, oh yeah, sure, take it. What if I have to hide? Except a closet full of skeletons. Now you're probably thinking, why would he give his sample? Like, they could just test it. Get this. From May to September of 1990, police submitted more than 130 suspects' DNA sample for testing. And any samples that Paul Bernardo willingly gave them wouldn't be tested for another two years. After being questioned, Paul moved in with Carla and her family, where their, their perfect little life, mm -mm, took a turn because Paul became increasingly obsessed with Carla's 15-year-old sister, Tammy Homolka. Now, Paul became even more obsessed when he discovered that Tammy was a virgin, and this really excited Paul because he was sickened that Carla wasn't a virgin when they first got together. So Carla, just to please Paul, promised that she would gift him her sister's virginity as a Christmas present, thus making the Ken and Barbie killers. The murders. On December 23rd, 1990, after a Christmas party at the Homolka house, where everyone else went to sleep, Carla spiked Tammy's drink with pills she stole from the animal clinic she worked at, thus making her unconscious, while Carla held a halothane-soaked cloth over her sister's mouth, and the couple took turns raping her, while videotaping the entire incident. When Tammy woke up, she began choking up vomit, and the couple panicked, and tried to hide any evidence before calling an ambulance. A few hours later, Tammy was pronounced dead at St. Catherine's General Hospital without regaining consciousness. Although the mysterious chemical burn on her face was noted, the drugs in her system were not detected and her death was ruled an accident as the result of choking on vomit from alcohol poisoning. I get it was noted, but I just feel like they could have just done a little bit more of an investigation, like why she had a burn on her face. That's just me, just my thoughts. On June 7th, 1991, Carla invited a 15-year-old girl she had befriended at a pet shop two years earlier, known as Jane Doe in the trials, to the couple's new shared home. Now the couple once again drugged the girl, abused her, and videotaped it, only this time, the Jane Doe survived and woke up with no memory of the horrific events. On June 15, 1991, just two weeks before Paul and Carla's wedding, Paul brought home a 14-year-old girl named Leslie Mahaffey after kidnapping her when he offered her a cigarette in his car after she was locked out of her house. Me, I personally prefer chocolates, flowers, a horror movie is even a present to me. You kidnapping a girl. No, no, no. Red flag. Red flag. The couple once again tortured and sexually abused her. All, of course, was on video. Then after being held captive for at least 24 hours, the couple strangled her and decided that the best way to dispose of the evidence would be to dismember Leslie and encase each part of her remains in cement, then continue to dump the cement blocks in the Lake Gibson. Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolko married on June 29th, 1991. Ah, wedding bells! It's the happiest day of my life! Well, that very same day, a horrified couple canoeing in Lake Gibson discovered concrete blocks containing human body parts in the water. Uh-oh. 
Almost a year later, on April 16, 1992, the couple struck again when they kidnapped a 15-year-old girl named Christine French as she was walking home from school. They stopped at the parking lot of a church nearby, pretending to be lost, and Carla even had a map to make it seem legit. Ah, could you help us, please? We're so lost. When they kidnapped Kristen at knife point, forcing her to get in the front seat of the car. Now, Kristen was always home on time since it was only a 15-minute walk from school, and when she didn't show up, police were notified immediately, and several eyewitnesses came forward telling police they saw the abduction from different locations, saying, yeah, it was two people in a church parking lot. Like, thank you so much for witnessing. Did you feel the need to stop it at any point? The couple kept her for several days, and after they had their fill, they strangled and killed her. On April 30th, 1992, Kristen French's body was found in a ditch in Burlington, where she had been washed and her hair was cut off, and it was also close to the cemetery where Leslie was buried. Interesting. Arrest and conviction. In January of 1993, Carla left Paul after he viciously beat her with a flashlight, leaving her with bruise on her limbs, a broken rib, and two black eyes. Oh no, trouble in paradise? Two months later, a DNA sample that was taken from Paul turned up as a match for the Scarborough rapist, and he was put under surveillance before eventually being arrested in February of 1993. Realizing the jig was up, Carla Homoka quickly got a lawyer and sought a plea bargain in exchange to testify against Paul, for she too was a victim of Paul Bernardo, and he forced her to commit these terrible crimes. I'm a victim, please. <laughs> it was so bad. She's such a liar. So the government agreed to a 12-year sentence in exchange for her cooperation, but this backfired dramatically when, remember when I said everything was videotaped? Yeah, yeah. Well, when the videotapes were finally discovered, you know, showcasing their gruesome crimes, and Homoka's true nature was revealed. Carla Homoka was not the abuse victim she attempted to portray herself as, but rather a cruel and sick sadist. During the trial, Paul claimed that he did not kill the two victims. Uh-uh, wasn't me. It was Carla. On September 1st, 1995, Paul Bernardo was convicted of a number of offenses, including the two first-degree murders and two aggravated assaults, and was sentenced to life in prison without parole for at least 25 years. He was designated a dangerous offender, making him unlikely to ever be released. Now, he did become eligible for parole in February of 2018. On October 17th of 2018, he was denied. His next parole hearing took place actually last year on June 22nd of 2021. It took only an hour for the judge to be like, no fucking way are we letting you out. Now you're probably like, what happened to Carla? What happened to Barbie? Carla Homoka was released in 2005 after serving her 12-year sentence. And since then, she remarried and gave birth to at least three children. Now from what I could dig up and what I could find as of April of 2022, she moved to a small town in Quebec with her kids where she started working at their school and would often be a supervisor on class field trips. 
Who the fuck let this woman be around children after what she did and be a chaperone? Like, uh-uh, not gonna fly with me. Since her whereabouts were discovered, people actually wanted to track and know where she was at all times. And someone created a Facebook page called Watching Carla Homoka, which it would provide updates on her location. There is also a petition going around to make Carla a registered sex offender with over 30,500 signatures so far and counting. Like, I agree with that 100%. She claimed in her trial that she had the battered spouse syndrome, but like, you willingly participated in this shit. Like, don't, don't hide with that. Do I think that she got off easy? Absolutely. I think that she probably should have served a life sentence alongside with her husband, because anyone who does that to your own flesh and blood, yeah, there's a special place in hell for you. Just my thoughts, I'm sorry. Just my thoughts. And that is the horrific, twisted story of Carla Homoka and Paul Bernardo, aka the Ken and Barbie Killers. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I am Marissa Blackwood, and don't forget to tune in next week for a new All Things Murder, if you dare. If you're a fan of horror movies or true crime, or perhaps both like myself, don't forget to like and subscribe, and don't forget to check out my TikTok at Sinister Marissa.